like, why not play to win? And, you know, like, do what you can and, yeah, live in that peace. And so I think that's exciting when you have that approach of hope in development, of the hope that you can bring. It, there's so much more joy coming from it than rather the pressure of fear of failure. And so I think it's just that whole mindset is fundamental. Hello and welcome to the Together podcast, a conversation about faith, justice and how to change the world. I'm Dan and today I'm joined by Kat and Chris. How are you both doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, good, thank you. Kat, it's great to have you back. You missed the last episode, but welcome back into the fold. So on today's episode, we're hearing from the founders of Total Fit Brighton, Ben and Felicity. They shared with us how justice and fitness can go hand in hand. It's a great conversation that could completely change the way that you see fitness, so stay tuned for that. But first, it's time for another edition of Cat's Questions. Yes, uh, today's question is a question that I have been thinking about quite a lot recently. Uh, don't ask me why. Um, it's not a serious question. Um, but would you rather speak to animals or know every single language in the world? That's a tough one. I'm immediately thinking of like the wild form breeze and you know Eliza she was chatting to all the animals but it didn't seem to really help her if anything she got in more trouble in her life so I'm thinking maybe languages could be a shout for me mm-hmm. what about you Dan I would definitely go with I would go with talk talking to animals yeah because imagine imagine the advantage you have so talk talking the same language as other people is great but imagine if in any situation, like you're just, you're late for, for uni, you're late for work. Um, oh, look, here's a swan. Swan, <laughs> would you just take me, <laughs> take me down the road to the, to the uni and then you just climb on the swan's back and go? I don't know if, like, I think you've confused talking to animals of, like, their ability to help you. <laughs> I, don't know if you I don't know if a swan could take you you know also <laughs> no how how I big feel like are that's swans a separate question <laughs> um okay right a slightly more realistic example i i'm late going somewhere and i see a cow and i say to the cow can you just give me a lift down <laughs> to, to the uni so Okay, a swan might not be able to hold me, but a cow can. Do you see what I mean? There's like, and yeah, then I don't have to try yeah. and learn how to tame and ride a cow because I've communicated with the cow, and the cow knows the quickest direction to my destination place. <laughs> I mean, it could work. But what if the cow's just like rude? What if the cow's just like, no, don't like you, bore off, mate. Um, yeah, that's. <laughs> I, I hadn't thought that far. <laughs> You just assume that if you can talk to them, they'll be really surprised and then they'll kind of be like, oh, yeah, why not? What's yeah. your answer, Kat? Um, definitely talking to animals. Um, I often think, like the other day, for example, we saw a squirrel um, with a massive corn on the cob just munching away. And I was like, you know what? I really want to know what they're thinking. <laughs> like, I just really want to know what's going through the squirrel's mind of just like chomping on this massive <laughs> corn on the cob. <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely animals. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I was not thinking, expecting it to go there. I was not expecting <laughs> it at all. And like, I don't know, I feel like talking to animals could be better if we were a more interesting country. But I feel like 
living in England is just like what you're talking to like like you said some squirrels maybe a cow <laughs> maybe some horses if you go past the field like if I was in like if I was in like California or something I was talking to like a bear like a grizzly bear I'd be like oh that's kind of cool yeah I don't know and I don't he was really... just eating a corn on the cob like, <laughs> grizzly bear why are you eating a corn on the cob that would be more interesting than asking exactly. a squirrel <laughs> After that, I think I'm uh, I'm feeling confident in my initial decision to go for speaking all languages. And I'm sticking to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm still with animals. I'm afraid. I really want to know what that squirrel was thinking. Whether exactly. It was, you know, was it getting caught in his teeth like with like with humans when you eat a corn on the cob? And it's nice, but then once you finished it, you've just got loads of corn in your teeth. Like, knowing whether that was a squirrel's experience is invaluable to me. Great. So thanks, Kat, for another fantastic edition of Cat's Questions. Guys, if you're listening and you're outraged by a certain choice that we've made, then head over to at We Are Tear Fund on Instagram and let us know. Um, Kat, I'm sure you can do an, another um, story poll and just quiz the people. Would they rather speak to animals or speak every language? Yes, definitely. Now it's time for What in the World? Welcome to What in the World, where we discuss the latest in news and current affairs. Kat, what are we talking about today? Yes, so today we're talking about um, the explosion in Lebanon. So the time of recording, it's Wednesday, it's the day after the explosion. So we don't fully know um, the extent of it and the real triggers behind it. But what we know today is that um, explosion in the city port area has killed at least 100 people and injured more than 4,000 others. The president has said that 2,750 tonnes of ammonium nitrate has been stored unsafely in a warehouse for six years and an investigation is underway at the moment to find the triggers of the explosion. Of course we don't know the exact triggers at the moment but we know that a lot of people are mourning, a lot of people are in fear um, just because you know they've experienced this exposure they didn't know what happened um, but there's been a lot of reports of you know glass flying everywhere and even if people weren't close to the explosion there was property damage in their homes um, and yeah just I think it's, it's important for us to lift them in prayer at the moment and um, just think about the not just maybe physical implications but also mental implications um, and what does that look for our work in Tier Fund and our offices there as well. Yeah, definitely, Kat. Even though we don't have all the information as we recorded this a little while ago, we can definitely be praying for those who lost their lives and their families and for those who are injured. And as you mentioned, Tier Fund do work in, in Lebanon. And so everybody's prayers for Tier Fund and their continued programmes would be appreciated. If you want to find out more about what Tier Fund does there and their response after the explosion, then do have a look at our Instagram at We Are Tier Fund and we'll keep you up to date with the response there. But in the meantime, prayers would be greatly appreciated. Now it's time to hear from Ben and Felicity in their chat with Chris about how to merge fitness and justice. Great, so my name's Ben and this is Felicity, my wife, my beautiful <laughs> wife, and we run a gym called Total Fit Brighton uh, in Brighton. 
Awesome. We've had you on like our magazine, our online magazine. We featured you very recently. And so like I know, I feel like I know you guys like a little bit, just a little bit. Um, there's me big begging friend. But um, if you if we rewind the story just a little bit, just before Total Fit Brighton, how did you guys meet? What was your like, where were your passions? What were your interests? What was the journey that got you here? Yeah, so I grew up in Sudan in East Africa. Um, so my parents worked uh, for the church out there, overseeing education programs uh, during the Civil War. Uh, came back to England. Me and Felicity actually went to the same boarding school. We yep. didn't know each other at the time. Well, kind, no. of, kind of did. I was a bit older. Um, and then went to university at Sussex and studied international development and had a real heart uh, to work overseas. Um, got involved, went and helped set up a gym on an island between Yemen and Somalia called Socotra, uh, which was just out of random. I always loved fitness. And somehow the opportunity came about and got on a boat from Oman that carried cement blocks and slept on it for 48 hours and helped these guys. There was no internet. And then, yeah, that was kind of really where the bridge between fitness and development came into contact. Mm -hmm. And then I made a video about it on YouTube and Total Fit saw it. And then I got slowly involved. But what was your story, babe? Um, so I also went to same. So Ben and I both went to Sussex University. So uh, went to school in Bath, finished that. Um, I actually did a little bit of like stuff with Tier Fund uh, in my year out, um, and then started. Did a whole, did a whole year, didn't you? Uh, like three months. Three <laughs> yeah. So I um, was with Tier Fund for a little bit, um, volunteering, and then spent some time in Greece, um, helping mm. out refugee camp there kind of my heart for development was always there and I was just trying to figure out what like area that was in um and then started studying at University of Sussex which is where I met Ben um (laughs) um so yeah that was great um and then I've just finished my degree so Ben and I got married last summer um so coming up before (laughs) (laughs) so yeah we're very thankful for that um and then um, I was just finishing my degree when I started getting involved in Total Fit. I kind of like married into the Total Fit community, sort of, and then started getting involved with them. And then Ben and I opened our gym in January. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just finished my degree like last month, which was great. Awesome. That sounds like a crazy whistle stop, very busy time. What's interesting, I guess, kind of hearing you both talk is that you seem to both have had some sort of experience within the development world like before you even like started studying that would you say like how foundational would you say that was for both of you I think for me it's just huge I mean once you grow up in Sudan and you're immersed with that level of conflict around you and yeah it's just around you then you can't just for me you could never go back to like an ordinary life even if I was doing an ordinary job I'd still have to be involved in development in some way knowing Mm. what's happening in the world um and just feeling you know if you're a childhood it's part of my roots like a lot of my friends are there Mm. so I think definitely just the heart to go back and to to build others up there would be great yeah I think for me it's the same like having been involved with something it just helps with understanding so studying development is very like academic like very critical all about like what doesn't work um, and why it's awful and stuff like that. Um, and it's really great to have that foundation, but it's also been great to have a foundation in like 
seeing the like nuanced stuff of what happens when things go right and the relationship side of it. So I'm very relational, like my strengths are definitely in like relationship building in that area. And so like that side of things, like working with individuals and with people um, is like is where I'm much stronger. And so I think having seen that side of it, but also like the more structural side um, has really helped just create that understanding for how, how development works that I'm going to yeah. then keep building on because you can't ever know everything. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree because I, I started development as well and I'm sure a lot of our listeners do as well. And it can sometimes feel a bit like a, a soul crush and like, <laughs> just like nothing works. <laughs> so like, I guess with your experiences outside of that, like you said, it gave you more of the relational sort of side and it gave you kind of the understanding for like, well, not the, just the, the pure experience of seeing when it does work. Uh, how important was faith uh, does faith play it, a role in kind of yeah bringing that relational element in I think it's huge like for me it was the like I don't understand how my like cohort at university kind of got through the development degree without having that hope that like God's going to make things right um, and I think for me that hope is awesome and also that like just seeing the way that Jesus worked through individual relationships um, and that side of things as well is like just that example, like in the space of huge, huge poverty and, and pain and um, sickness and all of this stuff, like he had time for relationship um, and time for individuals. And so I think that's helped just model for me, like I guess that having time for the individual and how important that is in like the like span of the kingdom and the like global um landscape yeah i think for me just like one day like we're going to stand on eternity shores and this life is going to be over and it's like what are you going to have done with it you know we know that we're saved by christ and it's literally like we can run free with that we've got nothing to lose i mean mm-hmm. if you fail in business you fail in you know if you if you die it's literally you're just going to meet jesus so why not play to win and you know like do what you can and yeah, live in that peace. And so I think that's exciting when you have that approach of hope in development, of the hope that you can bring. It, there's so much more joy mm-hmm. coming from it than rather the pressure of fear of failure. Yeah. And so I think it's just that whole mindset is fundamental for me. Awesome. That sounds really cool. And I, yeah, I love that. I love that kind of that eternal mindset. And um, obviously that's something that you bring into your work, your fitness work. And you mentioned it briefly before, uh, but that experience been uh, of like kind of being overseas and working in like, uh, well, bringing fitness into a development context. What was that like for you? So originally when I went to, so it started off, so I played a lot of rugby at university and throughout school and always like coach the guys on the side. And the opportunity to came to go to Socotra. Not many people have heard of Socotra, but if you watch like Captain Phillips, he go in the, he goes past it on the boat. So you see this little island where all the Somali pirates are kind of around the area. Um, and so it's a beautiful island and just the most the kindest people. Um, and so there was a guy who wanted to set up a, a local gym, and he somehow got funding from like an English teacher out there who had some friends. And they got some like barbells and equipment, but there was no internet really at the time. Like you couldn't even like barely send a WhatsApp message. Um, And so 
I went out there and just helped train the guys in general fitness. Like it was basically just, you know, like back and biceps, you know, chest and shot. It was, you know, just it was more bodybuilding really. Um, and it just built community and it was such a relationship, you know, just around the guy's house for dinner and everything and just helping set up a business. It was a really you know, local business for these guys to do something in their free time. Um, and that was great. And then I wanted to go back there again. So I got trained up then as a personal trainer, um, did my total fit qualification, did my strength and conditioning qualifications and went back and to help, you know, establish the gym more as a total fit gym. So I did it without any qualification, just like, you know, I was like literally drawing up images of what to do. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then went back with a total fit thing. And the, what total fit does is total fit is a holistic organization. So it's not a Christian um, organization, but it gives you that platform to train people in body, mind and spirit. And so what you find is you you have certain questions that you ask during the workout, like, what are you thankful for? You know, what are you struggling with today? Um, and so you're really getting moving that conversation from casual to personal. And then through a number of things, we have a story each week. You get into like deeper, deeper conversations. And so finding on a development like Felicity was saying with that relational, you're building relationship with people's lives. So, you know, it's so it was so humbling to be able to sit there, you know, after a long workout and hear guys real needs in relationships, in marriage um, and get to talk through that from just being a coach and seeing, yeah, okay, what is my role as a coach in this community? Um, which, yeah, it's just hugely humbling and blessing. Yeah, it's awesome. And I love this whole, like, it feels almost like you kind of, wherever you plop yourself down, it's like around you sort of builds this community of people. Uh, how, how do you kind of like, I guess, how do you weigh up the kind of the local versus global perspective within all of that? So for us, right, so Telfit is this global organization that's like there's like training coaches all across the world so i think we're in like 80 86 countries countries. we've got coaches um so they're like running trainings all the time like across um, across the world like equipping people to then go and start their own little gyms or their own little groups in their country so ben and i both instructors for total fit so we've led a few trainings um in different places across the world um and we've just run the first one in the UK through Zoom, um, which finished today, which was really exciting. Um, but the heart is not for like us to go and like do everything. It's like to then equip other people to do it in their locality. And then Ben and I like starting our own gym in Brighton is part of like first it's partly like understanding how to do that in the sense of like us doing our own thing in our place. And then we can support other people more with how they do it in their um, in their countries, in their like cities and stuff, um, yeah. but yeah, that balance. And there's another ways like the the business. It, it it was a charity and it's become a business yeah. in order to support coaches. And there's another way that the trainings are going to run so that you have it on different levels. So we run trainings in Ethiopia, so the people there don't have to pay as much because it's being subsidised by people mm-hmm. doing it in the UK. So it's a really phenomenal vision and organisation. And I think what I loved about it was that going a little bit off tangent, I'll come back, um, is that it was it was talking about if everyone started copying this holistic method of training and Telfit became nothing, then Telfit would win. Because like, the objective is just to bring optimal health to the masses. And so the whole thing is like, how do we get this message out there? How do we empower coaches to train people holistically 
um, everywhere. And so it's really exciting for us. So it's yeah. like if we set up this gym here and do it well, you know, we can help more people, more coaches, train people, and just think of the life that could bring all around nationally and then internationally. Yeah. I love that so much. And I think it really kind of like taps into conversations that have been happening in the last few years around like even ideas around volunteerism and actually the way that you kind of position yourself to be like, you know what, we're part of a wider family and everyone has the ability to work within that is really amazing. Um, you know, you spoke about community and you spoke about, um, yeah, the, the, the need of holistic, uh, holistic approach to fitness, a holistic approach to, I guess, everything that we do. Um, when it comes to fitness, what is it about, you know, having that person come in and whatever it is, whatever goal it is they have, what is it about helping them on that journey? How does that affect and impact the wider community around them? Great. So I think, can I take this one? Sure. Great. Um, so right at the start of like, the, like a total fit level one, we talk about like the three, the five people closest to you and how if you are healthy, it impacts them. And so that's not just like physically healthy, but also like mentally, like spiritually, if you're strong in your mind and your spirit, as well as like your body, you can then impact and support them better. So it's not about just like, I think there's quite a lot of dialogue about like doing it for you. I think the like total fit approach is not about that. It's like doing it for like you and all the others around you who you impact. And so I think the community aspect of total fit is like, at the beginning stage that's where that comes into and like if we can help people be better individuals and feel healthier and feel like mentally stronger then they can have more of an impact in their communities and then on a like another side of it total fits trying to like go into these different like social spheres so like what was social six spheres so we split up so uh social intellectual environmental emotional um physical and spiritual yeah i think i said them all um and so the idea is to develop all of them so with like pt clients it's like how can we push get one little improvement in all of them so the concept is that you know you may have a big we do a lot of sports performance coaching like rugby like a massive guy but unless if he's not emotionally stable you know like you know or he doesn't have a social sphere where he's in contact in relationship with his parents or anything he's a broken guy mm. or same with an office worker if they're like you know, in good shape and they're studying loads, but they're not spending any time outside. We know that's going to have effects on them. Um, and so, yeah, so we're just helping people and we believe that's the best method um, because it really, when you start doing holistic, you start really listening and seeing people's lives. And then as Christian coaches, you get the opportunity when you listen, 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 you can then speak truth because you know your, you know your members, yeah. you know you're listening, you spend months and months asking these questions and telling these stories mm. and you hearing every sphere of their life suddenly you know for us we can share yeah. our stories and we can share what you know what's happened in our life what god's done in our life and so yeah. for us personally it's 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 yeah and that's what i believe studying development brings transform transformational change is mm. that like we said it's so depressing but for us as coaches yeah this holistic is phenomenal Mm. And we can build people, but we don't want to build people on a false pretense that they're going yeah. to be fine. We want to lead them on their journey to optimal health. And so everyone's on their journey. And but us as coaches, it's phenomenally get to get to journey with people on that. Yeah, it's really cool. And then like last month, 
so we have like a healthy habit each month um and so for example like last month it was to like support a local charity and that's in like any way that um that you can so like give five hours of your time this month and it was just like people don't have to do it but we as a gym like that's what we're doing and we're like keeping each other accountable for that and saying hey have you done it like this week have you done it this week and so it's like building that into it it's not just about the individual but we're making habits for like us and for others and then people get to share the stories of like how they've enjoyed it or what they found hard and different stuff sounds amazing i really like i'm learning as we're talking this sounds like it's so cool and i'm like maybe i need a total fit in my block of flats who knows yeah, <laughs> <it does. laughs> um i guess one question that i have is um you know have you got any I guess any specific stories of like uh, people that you've worked with where you've seen kind of the impact of Total Fit or even like not ne- even just like the methodology behind it, not necessarily just when you start a Total Fit? Yeah, I mean, there's this phenomenal. I mean, one guy was just sharing, I won't go into detail, but just on the other night, um, just the ability, you know, like uh, we've had, a, you know, there's a lot of stigma about men opening up and it's beginning to change, but just open, he's gone through a huge amount in his life and he just, saying thank you for this group that I feel that I can come and I can open up and share with. And so walking with him in that has just been, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, really phenomenal. And then a big thing, you know, with the rugby lads, everyone's like, oh, are you really? Because I, I do the S&C for Sussex University. And they're like, are you really going to go and tell stories to rugby lads? You know, like, and some of the guys in the front row are like, oh, that story is the best bit of our, because we just give them a challenge. Like we say, we challenge you the gym. Now we're going to tell you something to take away and go think about the rest of the week and like apply into your life. And they're just, you know, taking it. And that's their favorite part, some of the front row. Um, so that's just been a, a real, without going into details of people's lives. Um, seeing though, for me, my heart is so with a lot of like men, like athletic men and just working through has been really humbling um, in the last few months. Yeah. That's been good. Yeah. Incredible. And, you know, I've kind of got ahead of myself here because I've been swept up just listening to you two. But um, even like, I guess in a practical sense, how has it been for you to like running a business? What does that look like? What kind of step of faith has that kind of become for you? So when we got married, people were like, don't do too many like big things in your first year. <laughs> and then we're like, yeah, OK, so we'll start a gym and then <laughs> we'll expand into a bigger space. <laughs> um, it's been it's been fun. Yeah. It's been a lot of hard work. I'm not going to lie. I didn't think I was going to start a gym before I finished uni, but that happened. And I think it's just been really exciting seeing like God's plan and God's hand. So I didn't know what I was going to do after uni. And then like coronavirus hit, and but I already had my gym that we were running. So it was kind of like had our gym, not my gym. <laughs> oh, she's taking ownership. <laughs> Normally Ben calls it his gym and I'm like, ah, it's mine too. It's, good. it's healthy to hear her talk like this. Um. Um, yeah, so I think it's just, and really trusting in God and like seeing how he works and money doesn't rule the world, God does. Um, and like working it out and trusting in him with it all, being faithful. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been tough, but it's been really, really good. And I wouldn't change it for anything. Yeah. God's plan is better than mine. More exciting. Awesome. And you mentioned coronavirus there. 
Um, obviously, this has been one of the strangest years any of us have ever experienced. Um, and the fitness world has obviously been hit by that quite hard as people physically couldn't get to gyms for a long time. Um, how has that affected what you two have been doing and how have you kind of uh, circumvented your way around it? So, yeah, I mean, it's a great time to set up a gym. Um, no, so when it, so we opened a month before it all, a month and a half before before it all, lockdown. Before lockdown. Um, and we had crowdfunded a vast majority of it because we, I think when you're inspired by vision, you know, you can really, you can share because sometimes character and vision and obviously God moving can, you can get a lot of support that way. And mm-hmm. so imagine if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, where do I even start? You know, you're a PT or something or actually like if you're passionate about something and you start sharing and stepping into those people around you will start coming alongside you and God just makes a way like and if you keep focused step by step things fall into place and you if you fail you get I know it sounds um, like a motivational speech but if you just keep going things started to happen so with coronavirus when it happened we went straight online just like this over zoom um ran our zoom workouts workouts. (laughs) and we did a number of different things we had we tried we had some funny stories about we had if you were isolating alone you could come to like for free to the classes just so you wouldn't be alone and then two guys who were self-isolating moved they because of the questions we had a question like is there a need in the group and like they were on their own and they were sharing that it was hard and so they actually moved in together um which is really nice yeah. for some time so they could just not be alone um so we did yeah. that um and then we when we as soon as we went out outside we like took our equipment outside and we built like a little outdoor gym area um just to get rolling like we just got some astroturf where these bins were and just roll the astroturf out um and then started coaching um on this astro which is fun and then we did our park workouts and yeah. now so the park workout's still going yeah we've got like kettlebell because because of the small like numbers in a space we've just continued to be outside in the park which has been really fun um and yeah but then the, we've been blessed with good weather most and of then the time. crazy thing so sadly the cafe next to us went um didn't make it through the it, the virus yeah um so and it went under and so but that place has now come available so we're actually moving expanding into there in over the next over the next month yeah um which is yeah it's just been an, an incredible so we can you know we'll be able to train bigger groups mm-hmm. and do more things which is you know so in the beginning a couple of months ago it was like oh no what's going to happen and actually mm-hmm. through god providing um we're going to be expanding mm-hmm. which is great that sounds amazing. It sounds like God's really had his hand on it throughout the whole thing. And like you talked about expanding. Like, What is your vision, I guess, for whether it's for the next year or the next five years? Where do you see Total Fit Brighton going and where do you see uh, yourselves going? So I think I would, would love to keep training coaches. So we just trained seven coaches finished today. And I think the heart would be to have a, you know, a system where we train coaches and have internships. And we send them to other Total Fit gyms around the world mm. and they can serve there and volunteer. And then other coaches come from around the world to us as well. And we keep that community going. And then I think to be able to grow, to be able to to be able to run a business well, a Total Fit gym, where we're running this holistic, it's not like a normal gym. You know, when people are coming in, yeah, we're doing like functional fitness. Like it's like a CrossFit style gym uh, with barbells and everything. Um, if we can run this and make that bridge with 
with normal life and earn full incomes from it and expand, you know, the confidence that will give other coaches to be on the front foot in this, mm-hmm. I think will be great and empowering them all over the country. So there's another guy in, in Edinburgh who's just starting up a total fit gym in his school now. Um, and so people are just beginning. So I'd love to support mm-hmm. and mentor people as we go. And then um, I think long term, my heart, I would love to go back to Sudan. And as a friend wants to set up a gym there. And I'd love to work with athletes. Um, I think there's a lot of athletes who just so much talent that's being wasted because of the war, um, and especially in South Sudan. And just to, you know, just to give people the opportunity um, to train and to, to see what they got would be amazing. Um, and I think my, so in all of this, like since I finished uni, I started studying um, a course in postpartum corrective exercise. Um, so looking at working with women who have had babies and struggled to get back into exercise and sport. Um, so yeah, just really being in that healing process with women because it's just massive what happens to the body and the changes it goes through. And there's a lot of women that like get to having a baby and like, oh, well, that's me done for like my fitness career or like my time working out or like I can't ever do skipping again or I can't ever run again and it's just not true it's just that you need like a little bit extra coaching so I'm looking forward to working with women in that and then hopefully like if we do ever go overseas um it will just give me that ability to like help people practically and like come alongside women in in that and like transforming that part of their life um, and build relationship from there so I think that's my heart as well amazing and I think um yeah just hearing you both talk and hearing hearing even about your experience during uh, the lockdown period you know actually as I sit and listen to you I feel like there's even more possibility for what you guys are doing because I think this is the year where everyone's kind of realized oh you know what community is actually really important and like you said you know being together like as part of a gym family as opposed to just kind of like I don't know, just working, doing your like 20 minute workout, walking, walking home by yourself. If someone listening to this wanted to have a bit of advice from you two, whether it be on how they can combine justice and fitness or maybe more about the business side of stuff, what advice would you give to them? I think for me, um, I think I would just always go back to the word. I mean, look where we come, we came from. I mean, read the stories of David destroying Goliath and you know what the Israelites did in terms of thing it just you know walking around cities and then falling down it's like we have a big God if you do if you do have a faith and so expect big things and step out in faith and live with that knowing that truth in your heart and if you forget it go read your word first and be reminded of that and go and live courageously in that so different people listening may have no passion you know God may have not called you to, you know, health and fitness stuff, um, but you may have a passion in the environment or, you know, gender equality or whatever it is. So just live courageously in that and live in that courage coming from the word of God um, and that hope. And that's what, for me, is always my heart going back to that. And in business, you know, in coaching is always, am I being courageous in stepping out into the word? Do I believe that the Holy Spirit lives in me? Um, and that is where I find my strength and that is where I make my decisions.
really good to hear from Ben and Felicity. What are some of your highlights from the conversation, guys? Well, I don't know if you could tell when I was chatting to them, but I was genuinely like, oh, this is a whole different take on fitness that I've like ever really thought about. Yeah. And um, just hearing how like how holistic their approach is and they really focus on not just the body but also spirit and mind and how you know in their in their eyes and in the way that they work saying that actually once you're once you're doing well once you're healthy in your body spirit and mind that means like the five people you're closest to will also be positively impacted and so yeah kind of seeing that uh, fitness kind of fitting into like community flourishing is a really interesting perspective that i hadn't thought of before definitely the thing that struck me was um, them talking about inspiring people to join with a vision um, being a really good way to build something um, and don't worry about forcing it it's more about um, just giving it to God and he'll he'll make a way I think that's really relevant I had a conversation with someone recently saying you know what what career should I go into to best use the skills that God has, has given me um, and it, it's kind of like flipping that question, just saying, what are you passionate about? What do you have vision for? And following that, and God will make a way in that. Um, and people unite around vision, so uh, God can use it incredibly, rather than trying to force something um, just for the sake of it. So I, th- I thought that was quite inspiring. Yeah, and on the back of what you guys have said, um, I think it's, it's cool to hear them um, talking about faith and justice and how they've... Even, you know, going to studying development, um, you sometimes think, oh, great, you're going to study development, you're going to be pumped up into um, working in this area. But actually, you know, they say that a lot of it is very um, pessimistic and very much about how wrong it is and how almost hopeless it can be and how far away we are from restoration. But actually, with Jesus and our faith, we have the hope and we can continue to have that vision and the big dreams and, you know, we can um, pursue um, you know restoration and togetherness through faith of Jesus and a whole Christian community which I think is so encouraging and I think it's really cool to see what they're doing we've just taken what talents they have in pursuing justice which yeah I think that was really encouraging for me. Great thank you both for sharing your thoughts and thank you everyone for listening. We'll be back on the 31st of August with another episode so if you like what you heard today make sure you hit subscribe and follow us on Instagram at we are Tear Fund. <laughs>